If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke. Praise the Lord. The book of Luke, chapter number 7. God is so good, such a wonderful, sweet spirit we felt here today in their service. And I know God's not done yet, and I'm believing that God is going to be ministering to each and, one, each and every one of our needs here. And I believe God spoke to my heart what to preach today, and I want to be very sensitive to the Lord and allow the Lord to speak to us here today during this service. And I know God will. I know God will speak Luke chapter number 7, beginning in verse number 14. If you're there, say amen. Or verse number, uh, number let's start in verse, uh, verse number 11, sorry. Verse number 11. And it came to pass the day after. And he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him, and much people. Now when he came nigh to the gate of the city, behold, there was a dead man carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. Hmm. What, a, what a testimony there. And much people of the city was with her. Verse number 13. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said unto her, Weep not. And he came and touched the bearer, which was the coffin. And they that bear him stood still and he said young man I say unto thee arise and he that was dead set up and began to speak and he delivered him to his mother and there came a fear on all just imagine yeah it would be fearful to most if you've seen that with your own eyes right <laughs> there you go. Fear came upon all. And they glorified God, saying that a great prophet is risen up among us, and that God has visited his people. And that just like as in our days, the rumors started spreading. Everybody likes rumors? Rumors are okay if they're good rumors, right? If they're bad rumors, you know, you know, maybe not. So verse 17 says, And this rumor of him went forth throughout all Judea and throughout all the region round about. Today I want to preach for the next few moments here this afternoon on the life giver. The life giver. Lay your Bibles down and raise your hands to the Lord. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I, 
I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you've already done in this place and this service. I pray, God, that you'll anoint my lips of clay that I may speak as the oracles of God. Allow me, Lord Jesus, to be a mouthpiece, God. Lord, that you would do and say, Lord, whatever you want to say in this place. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. Clap your hands into the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You all can be seated in the name of the Lord. The giver of life. As we read this chapter, we can see how the picture had been painted. Aren't you glad that uh, the Scriptures has the way to paint a, a picture in order for us to see things far more clearly, to see how things had taken place. And here we can read of a situation in which it, uh, uh, there, uh, there was a lady, uh, a, a widow, a, a, her only son. All of the things um, that you could imagine who was going through her mind, she was someone that uh, was uh, dealing with things that was very difficult. And I promise you, the day that um, many have suffered through death and loss of loved ones, I, I, I assure you that this was a devastating event. There was a this was a devastating thing that was taking place here in this chapter. And Luke wrote this chapter, and as as he wrote, walked in, and the Bible says that he entered into the city, and he. He came into the gate of the city called Nain, and he went into that place and to where he was when Jesus came upon something that was already taking place. And so often we can see uh, when you're dealing with situations that are difficult and things that are hard to deal with, sometimes it seems like Jesus is off the scene. Have you ever felt like Jesus wasn't there and Jesus hadn't ever been there? I, I sometimes I face things in my life and I and I felt like I was in the middle of something and things have happened, but the Lord wasn't there when it happened. And, and here Jesus walked into to a situation in which the, the 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 funeral had already been taking place and there was the the boy and there was the child and there was the mother and there was the weepers and there was the ones who were dealing with the, the most devastating thing they had ever been uh, dealing with and there they was leaving the funeral in which the loved one had passed away there uh, they were walking with that uh, with that casket or that bearer or that uh, that bearer, that uh, that coffin, there was walking down the road, and they the coffin was was carried by individuals that was carrying that coffin and, and there all of the weepers were and there they were were crying and, the, and and suffering and that widow woman was there there he was uh, walking upon a funeral that was going in, that was in prog progress there he was walking into the progression procession as they were getting ready to, to take him to the burial site there they were 
was getting ready to take him to the place where there would never be any more hope. There they were taking him to the place where they would find closure and they would know that he would be put to rest for all of eternity. But in the midst of all of that, as I'm painting you this picture, there came Jesus. Jesus was the, the, was the, the sustainer of life. He encountered that dead body inside of that casket in that coffin. Oh, I tell you what, you know what? When you feel like you're in a situation without, without any life, without any hope, I promise you when Jesus steps on the scene, it changes everything. Sometimes you're in a, sometimes you're down low. Sometimes you feel like you, you can't go any farther and everything is falling apart. But I promise you, when Jesus shows up, life comes. When Jesus shows up, the power of the Holy Ghost can come. When Jesus shows up, it can change everything. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yes, there he was. Jesus entered into that, that lifeless situation. And uh, he was entering into a, a, a situation that, that, that wasn't expected, a situation in which uh, it, it altered the lives of every individual that was there. If you could just think of a woman that had already encountered so many heartbreaks in her life, this woman, if you could think of her story, she had been down this road before. She had been down this road before. She was a widow. Just imagine if you could just hit the rewind button, you know. You know, stick it in there and watch it go backwards or whatever. You know, hit the rewind button. If you could go all the way back to when her husband passed away and all of the grief that they had went through. If your husband passed away, I promise you that life had changed and that boy was all she had left. It was her only son. That was all she had. And sometimes all you've got left can be taken away. And sometimes all your hope can be taken away and all of your strength had been taken away. Yes, I am sure that her son had to step up and be the man of the house after his dad passed away. As often you and I would have to do that if our father may have passed away and, and maybe it was at a young age. There the boy had to go to work and there the boy had to tend to the house and there the boy had to do all the manly things because mama didn't have nobody. She was a widow. But, but there was that moment of pain when she had already suffered and there she had already carried her husband to the graveside and there was no Jesus there was no hope. She knew that this was going to be a repeat of what took place with her own husband. There she was. The, her boy was taking care of her. But now she lost her boy. Oh, her, her boy was only the only security she had. But yet her son had been taken from her. And there she was weeping. And there she was crying. She was a widow. Her life.
life was so full of disappointments and heartbreaks and so many people were, were, were feeling sorry for her because she seemed so hopeless because she had no one with her she had no one to care she had no one to be there when she needed them she can't call her husband her husband's gone she can't call her only son because her only son is in a casket who's going to be there when she needs help who's going to be there to take care of her this woman was suffering a grief like you could only imagine tears tears weeping Oh, what am I going to do? Oh, my husband's gone. Now my son. Oh, life is hopeless. My hope is gone. All kinds of things. Oh, where is, where is the comfort? The, the conditions that she had to live in. All oh, was surrounded by all kinds of attitudes of hopelessness and bitterness and, and all kinds of, of hatred towards what even even could be any hope and so often people that lose loved ones can get a bitterness to God and everyone around them because everything they loved had been taken away Oh, as I'm painting you this picture and I'm showing you how she may have felt and the backdrop of all the things that had taken place. What did Jesus come on on the scene to? Oh, what was happening behind the scene as they begin to carry that calf coffin all the way down that road through, through the dust. Oh, just imagine of all of the people oh, that was gathered around the casket and all of the weepers that were there all of the ones that were suffering and all the ones that were going through trials and going through that with, with the woman uh, they was weeping, they was crying they were suffering through all of the pain and all of the, of the things there came Jesus all through the pain and the grief there came Jesus and the Bible said when he came Came nine to the city. Oh, after he began to walk to that city, the Bible says that when Jesus walked to that city, many of his disciples went, and much people came with him. So it wasn't just a casual walk. Jesus was just cruising along into the city. It wasn't just a, a casual stroll that Jesus says, I'm just going to walk down here for a few minutes. No, no, no. This was a this was a multitude. This was a crowd of people. Oh, just imagine as they were walking down the road to the graveside. Just imagine when they was walking down the road of heartbreak. Just imagine as they were walking down the road of disappointment. Just imagine as they were walking, carrying the only life they had left inside of that coffin. Oh, there they was. But in the distance, oh, the way in the distance, they heard a sound. Oh, it wasn't like weeping but it was praising it wasn't like sorrow but it was rejoicing it wasn't like the grief that they was having to deal with but it was walking with a promise keeper and the peace speaker and the one that can bring joy and the one that can bring hope oh what is that sound of rejoicing we should be weeping oh there they're carrying the casket all the way through that coffin they was carrying it all the way through but here come Jesus oh 
lake didn't see him at first because of the multitude and the dirty road. And if you know what, if you ever drove old Chevy down a dirty road, you can't see the dirt for the smoke. You don't let that sink in. You're Chevy lovers, you'll, you'll get offended. Send me the letters and the complaints. I get them all the time. I'm just kidding. You know what? You know what? There he was. Oh, if you drive old Chevy down the road or a ram or whatever down the dirt road, you know the dust cloud starts going. You get a multitude of all kinds of greasy, nasty, and, uh, and, and dirty feet walking down the dry road. It's just like mowing the yard down there next to the next to the the fence or whatever, where it's all dry underneath the trees. And you know you got the dust clouds going. It ain't raining and forever. But here they are walking down the road in the desert. Oh, there they're walking down the road to that city, and they're getting ready to walk to the gate of that city where the dead man where the dead boy was and that city where there's no hope I'm talking to you today about Jesus his disciples and a multitude of people walking down the road to that city where there was no hope and there was a big cloud of dust oh my mind goes back to that song we used to sing growing up there's a promise coming down your dusty road with his healing hands, with his healing virtue flows. He's got the keys to what you need. Death and hell he can defeat. There's a promise coming down your dusty road. You know, there he was in the distance. All you can see is death, but in the distance there's hope. All you can see is defeat and disappointment, but oh, in the distance I can hear life. I can see hope. I can see a victory. And I promise you, and you may be in a situation right now without any life, but right here at the anchor we can receive life in this place. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. You know what? You've seen some people, they walk like this. You put your, raise your head up, you're going to walk into a wall. Quit looking at your feet when you walk, boy. I'm sure you had a drill sergeant tell you that a time or two. We're looking at your feet. You know, so many people in their walk with God, they're washing, looking down at their feet. They're, they're feeling depressed. They're feeling sorrowful. Oh, they, 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 all they can see is death and all they see is hopelessness. There they was just walking. They ain't no song that's got any hope. Oh, and they started weeping. Oh, and they started being sad. Oh, they started singing them old sad songs. Oh, and they was crying and they was suffering. Oh, have you ever been to a funeral? You'll know that there's going to be crying, there's going to be pain and grief. And that was exactly what was taking place. Their heads were hanging low. Oh, but the ones coming the other way, their heads was held high. Oh, with all kinds of joy. And maybe they was dancing. Maybe they was rejoicing because of all of the miracles.
miracles that had already taken place. No, they didn't see it. What inside the gate of suffering, but on the other side where Jesus came from, there was a miracles and there was signs and there was rejoicing. Yeah, you may be on this side of the gate, but on the other side of the gate is your promise. On the other side of the gate is your miracle. On the other side of the gate is exactly what you need from God. On the other side of the gate. So Jesus walked in. They were sad. They were suffering. But here come Jesus. Oh, with his crowd. Oh, there come Jesus with a multitude. There they was without any kind of hope. Oh, but Jesus came and walked into the city. When they came, when they came to the city and to the gate, there came death. There came a man that came oh, out of that city. Oh, there was that, 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 that casket, that coffin, that dead man, boy, oh, was carrying, oh, they were carrying that only son of a widow outside the gate there there was, but when the Lord saw this woman, he said, weep not because he had compassion upon her. I promise you that Jesus is a God of compassion. Jesus is a God that wants to show compassion to each and every one of you if you're suffering today. God wants to show you mercy and God wants to show you compassion and God wants to love you God wants to help you God wants to give you strength and God wants to give you life oh there they was with no hope but Jesus restores hope doesn't he amen if we read this we see that Luke was telling us in this text that Jesus and his disciples many people entered into the gate of the city of Nain and Oh, and they met this woman in the midst of a funeral procession. Many people were with her and many people was with them. Oh, they were on their way to the graveyard. Oh, carrying this woman, his only son. Oh, I'll tell you what, if you could see the pictures of two different groups of people. One group was rejoicing and the other one was sad, but yet they met. One was full of death oh, and the other one was full of life. One was full of sorrow and hopelessness, but the other one had all hope in the world was right there and there they met at the junction. I tell you what, some of us have been going through a problem but we're getting ready to go to a junction in our lives. Some of us may be dealing with things we've never dealt before but we're getting ready to have a junction in our lives. Not a malfunction junction, but a junction. Yo, junction, junction, watch your function. Junction, junction, watch your function. No, there you go. I, I, at least you can sing that. Not conjunction. You know, it's where two places, two people. It's a, it's a place where things can can 
can change. It's a conjunction in, and it, it, it's a place where the, the two groups meet. It is a place where people can have a crossroad in their lives. But there, the two groups met. One was singing sad funeral songs, and the other one was rejoicing because they was with the rose of Sharon was inside of their midst. Oh, they encountered a miracle, and there he was ripe for a miracle. I promise you that if you want a miracle, there's an ingredient, the main ingredient for a miracle is a need. And the greatest ingredient for life is death. The life giver was getting ready to give life. He walked upon upon that scene, and there, oh, was the woman with no hope. There was the woman with no rejoicing. There was a woman that her husband had died, her son had died, and all had left. Oh, and there she was on the way to the graveyard. There she was on the way to bury the only thing she had left. Oh, she was going to take the remains of everything she had to that cold, cold ground, buried down. My mind goes to the song. I don't want to get off my off my message, but my mind goes to that song. There ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. You remember that old song? Ain't no grave gonna hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm going to get up out of that ground. Because he ain't no grave. Going to hold my body down. <laughs> oh, we all know that's true. But this woman, she didn't think that it was any, there was any hope. She was going to bury the boy. Bury him in the graveyard. She was going to put it in the ground, in the unforgiving ground. Oh, I tell you what. Oh, but on the way to the graveyard, she ran into life. On the way to give up, she was she encountered the one who was the giver of life. Oh, on the way to lay down her son next to her husband, she ran into the life giver. Oh, she was on a way to just complete and finish the bloodline in her family. She had no one else that she could turn to. But the Bible says when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. And he said, weep not. Oh, those two words gave her so much hope. Weep not. Weep not. It don't make sense, but, she, but he said, weep not. Oh, if, if, if you knew that you, you're getting ready to bury your only child and you've already been through this before, if somebody says, don't weep, you may say, well, I think you lost your mind. 
But here she took note. Well, why shouldn't I weep? Why shouldn't I weep when I'm dealing with situations? Why shouldn't I weep when I've had to do this? I've weeped before. I've been down this road before. Oh, but this was one of those miracles. Oh, when Jesus came in and he and he brought that, that miracle. Oh, and you know what? They didn't even seek for it. Sometimes God gives you things that you're not seeking for. Sometimes God gives you things you're not asking for. They were settling with the death. Oh, so often we settle for death. We settle for defeat. We settle for status quo. We settle for where we are. We settle to deal with our mess and deal with our situation. But I promise you that God don't want you to settle. Oh, God wants you to give life. Oh, but it was by God's grace. Oh, I tell you what. It was by God's grace that came into that place. Oh, and and stepped in to a place where humanly it was impossible. Oh, but God stepped in and He intervened. And it's not the factor of any kind of medicine. Oh, but it goes against all kinds of medical history. There Jesus came. And there Jesus stepped in. And there Jesus moved into a pitiful situation. And Jesus stepped into the place to where this boy should have been buried. But Jesus was there to give life. Jesus was there to give life. Oh, for her, for her life, life to her had all been taken away. Lo. You know, life to this woman meant that she had hope. But all of that had been taken away. Life to her had been absent or took away from her mind. It was nowhere to be found but Jesus. Aren't you glad you had a but Jesus moment? Aren't you glad that the Lord stepped into your life? Oh, I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore. But, but Jesus, oh, aren't you glad that you had a but Jesus moment? I was going to kill myself, but Jesus had mercy on me. I was going to, to, to hurt someone else, but Jesus stepped in. Oh, I didn't have the hope, but Jesus stepped in. Let's praise him right now. Let's clap our hands. No one here, friends. They didn't. They didn't just say, you know, hey, here's Jesus, you know. No. But right there in the middle of that hopeless situation, a hurting situation, she just happened to run into Jesus. Some of us have that testimony. Right? Well, nobody, nobody really talked to me about the Lord. I just ran into it. I just sort of, ha- it just sort of happened. The Lord had mercy on me. The Lord touched me. The Lord moved on my life. You know what? This woman, she didn't have no intentions on me. It wasn't like the woman with the issue of blood. Oh, if I could but just touch the hem of his garment, I know I'd be made whole. No. 
She wasn't looking for Jesus, but she ran into Jesus. And as she ran into Jesus, into that hopeless, painful situation, oh, Jesus many times is on our street. Jesus many times is on His way to you. You may not see it now, but He's on His way. Oh, Brother Tim, may have not seen God showing up, but you know what? He came to you. Oh, He came to me. Oh, when I could not go to Him, He came to me. When I could not go to where He was, the Lord reached down and he pulled me down as the song says if he has to reach way down I know Jesus will pick me up let's clap our hands to the Lord don't you hear the choir singing don't you don't you know what you came into, Jesus. This is a sad, sad situation. Why are you trying to come and bring hope to a hopeless situation? Have you ever seen somebody that says, it's going to be all right? And you're like, you don't know. You just don't know. I don't you know, they're like, you don't really know what I'm going through. It's going to be okay. Don't cry. Be like, you're crazy. I'm allowed to cry. My boy's dying. My boy's dead. I done lost my husband. I have a right to cry. But somebody said, don't cry. He, don't you hear the crying? Don't you hear the sad, the sad, lonely? Oh, for some reason. Oh, there's, there was that, that break to say, don't, don't cry. Don't weep. Oh, you know what? Somebody may be in this place here today and they ran into Jesus. And right here, right now, the Lord can come in and he can take away your pain. And right here, the Lord can take away your problems and right here the Lord can take away everything that's coming in your life your brokenness, your failures, your crisis somebody in the middle of a dead situation somebody can be in a, like this widow in this text somebody that's in this place it's right in the middle of a funeral in their lives but God is getting ready to step in you may be on the way to bury that oh all the way to the graveyard. Oh, but I tell you what, God is in this place to take you from that gravesite, the graveyard of despair, the graveyard of divorce, and the graveyard of your problems and your situations that you've been doing. The love, the, 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 the graveyard that you just don't care anymore. The graveyard that tells you that you're going to be in despair forever. I'm talking to you about a graveyard on the anointing of the Holy Ghost. I tell you what, I tell you what, some of us in a graveyard and there needs to be a resurrection in the church. Let's, clap, let's all stand. God wants to bring life in this place. God wants to bring joy in this place. God wants to bring resurrection in this place. Let's clap our hands to the Lord, yes. In the graveyard of despair. Oh, there's a destiny in your graveyard of sorrow and hopelessness. Hopelessness. There is sovereign help. Let's clap our hands to the Lord.
Jesus' name, you all can be seated. Oh, oh, I wonder why. I wonder why many times we are headed down those roads. Oh, heading down the roads that are heading to give up. Heading down roads to the cemetery. Oh, to that place. Oh, to where you're carrying that to the graveyard, the burial site of the things you've hoped for. Oh, and everything around you looks dead. Life, many times, your spiritual life has pronounced things dead in your life. Oh, whatever you're going through today, that seems like there's no more life. and seems like that it's beyond the reach of God. Oh, and they're the one who's trying to help you and mourn you. They're only showing you that it's hopeless and it will never go on. But right there in the midst of all of that, there's a silence. Stop crying. Stop crying. The weepers are saying cry. But Jesus says stop crying. Sometimes your life and the people around you says you need to quit church. You need to give up. The things going in your mind says you need to walk out of here right now and never come back. You'll never live for God. It's as dead without any hope. Bury it. Bury it, bury that boy, bury that boy, bury that boy, bury that boy. And just imagine in that, that little widow's here. You could just hear, just go ahead and bury it, bury it. We're going to bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it, bury it. Cry, cry, cry. It's all over, it's all over. Oh, but Jesus said, we're not burying this boy today. We're not burying this boy today. Don't cry. We're not going to bury it. Stop where you are. There they was carrying that casket. There they was carrying that all oh, to the place of full of graveyards. Aren't you glad Jesus re- re- reverses graveyard situations? He reverses graveyard situations. He restores hope. Jesus can go into a graveyard. And the situations can be changed. The Bible says Jesus put a stop to it. Jesus spoke words of hope. Jesus said, don't proceed with this funeral. Don't go on. He he stopped. And the Bible said that he came and he touched. Just a touch from Jesus can change everything. Just a touch from Jesus can can change the whole situation. Aren't you glad the Lord touched you? Oh, he said, stop where you are. Oh, stop going to the graveyard. Stop putting an end to this. It's not over. It's not over. It's not finished. Jesus is still working. Jesus is still able. So the Bible says he came up to where the woman was. Said, stop crying. Let's put a stop to this. You know, you weepers, just go ahead and hush. Be quiet. This is, but it's, oh no, this is a graveyard situation. We're going to have to put him down in the grave. Don't you know his boy's dead? Imagine if they put that boy in the casket and in the coffin. They started nailing that thing together. They closed it up. They nailed the top on that up on that bear. bear. They nailed it down. He ain't getting out. 
Oh, have you ever heard the saying, put another nail in the casket? And there was hopeless, hopeless, another nail in the casket. Never getting out, never any hope. We're going to take you to the grave. You're bound to the grave. There's another nail in the coffin. There's another nail. I tell you what, that just put another nail in the coffin. He ain't never coming back to church, but I promise you, it doesn't matter how many nails are in the coffin. Jesus can still reach out and touch that coffin. No matter how much hopeless this is around you, Jesus can still touch that death in that graveyard situation. He reached and touched it. He touched that coffin. And those that were with him stood still. Oh, you know what? There's something about the touch of Jesus that causes you to stand still. Oh, Moses, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes in your life, when you're going down that road of defeat, the Lord can touch you and stop you in your tracks. There he was. Stop crying. You calm down and he reached out and touched that coffin. Oh, just imagine how it all took place as they put their hands, as he put his hands upon the, the very thing that was to ensure the, the, that, that, that the grave would be done correctly and right. The coffin was right. We're going to put him in the tomb. We're gonna, if in modern times, uh, we're going to put him, t- take him to the burial site. We got six foot deep and we got the, we got the, the, the coffin and we got the, the, the vault uh, that we're going to put him in, you know, close it up tight. Everything's going to be sealed in. Everything's going to be good. And, you know, and uh, there he was. Oh, he touched that coffin. And just imagine that the ones that were with him and all the weepers. He touched that coffin and said, boy, get your crowbars. We're getting ready to open up this thing. And say, are you crazy? Are you crazy? Are you serious? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if I was there, I would be like, what is going on? You know, it's like that, uh, you know, uh, Ray Stevens song. Ain't sitting up with the dead no more because the dead start sitting up too. You know where they... They couldn't straighten that body out, you know. They, they tied him down, whatever, and he broke loose and set up. And they said, I'm going to go out the back door. And he said, there ain't no back door. They will be in a minute. He went out the back door. He said, I'm getting out of here. And that old Ray Stevens song. You know what? There that boy was inside of that coffin, nailed by the circumstances of life. All oh, the nails were there. Maybe, maybe they could name every one of those nails. Maybe you're here today and you can name some nails that caused you to think you're never going to get what God promised you. Maybe there are some nails that you have put in your own coffin that says, I'm never going to get out of my mess. I'm never going to get over my depression. I'm always 
going to be full of anxiety and fear. I'm always going to be full of confusion and doubt. I'm always, you keep nailing that. Oh, but with every nail, they popped that thing open. They, 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 they kept popping it open. And all of a sudden, they opened up that coffin. You know what? The Bible said that he touched the coffin, but he also, he spoke to the boy. And he, the Bible said... That uh, that the Lord that that, uh, that he had touched the coffin and they stopped and the when the, and, and said to the young boy, oh, arise, arise. He touched the coffin. He didn't touch the boy. Some people don't like touching dead people. He touched the coffin. There he was, death, but he was the giver of life. Right there. The giver of life was right in his midst, Brother Dave. Right there. Right in the midst of that boy. He spoke words to that boy. He said, arise. Just one word. Arise. Arise. Oh, there the mother was. What do you mean? What are you talking about? This is all over. This there's no hope. But in the voice of the master, there was life. In the voice of the master, there was hope. Oh, there in the in a graveyard situation, there was hope. And he spoke to that boy, and the boy sat up. Imagine that, brother. Jesus, I often say, is a funeral crasher. You want, if you also have a funeral, you didn't want to invite Jesus. Or everybody, you know, old grandma will be next. She'd have a heart attack. You see Jesus come in, they'd be like, hold on, boys. Jesus just come in. You know, keep, keep him away from him. We don't want nobody getting scared off here today. But no, you know what? Jesus come in and he crashes everything. Jesus don't do well with funerals. He doesn't even do well after the funeral. He went to Lazarus, you know. He's like, they already put him in the ground and all that stuff. He was already in the tomb and he went there and, he's, and, and he said, Lazarus come forth. He got out of the grave. Even when Jesus was, was, was uh, crucified, all the graves of the saints opened up and they got up and rose from the grave. Tell you what, Jesus has a way of bringing dead things to life because he is a life giver. There, the boy was, was dead in the coffin and they looked at him one last time. Yeah. Looked just like he did when I nailed him in there. Sometimes you, you, you they, the, the Lord touches you say, take the nails out, and you take the nails out, but the dead is still there. It still looks like it's hopeless. It still looks like it's not going on. It still looks dead. Oh, because as that mother looked at that boy, and, and it just brought back all, all of the, the pain. And, oh, oh, there's my boy again. And, oh, his body's starting to deteriorate. And, Oh, he's he's passing. He, he he's dead, and we, we should 
this was a mistake. We shouldn't open up this casket. There it is. It's over. We shouldn't ever done this. There is no hope. Oh, but when Jesus spoke the words, arise. And, and you could just see the body, you know. Maybe, maybe it was just a nerve, you know. You know, maybe that boy just started, he started kicking a little bit. Mm. He's like, if that same spirit that raised up Christ from the dead dwells in you, you shall quicken your mortal body. Oh, just imagine that same spirit. Maybe it was the same Holy Ghost that Jesus had promised touched that little boy as he was in that casket. You should imagine he'd be like, you ever looked at somebody who was dead and you think they were moving? Did you see that? Maybe they looked at that boy and they said, and that boy started jerking. He was like, maybe he was, you know, his arms just starting getting strength and blood started flowing. Imagine as they saw the color started entering, re-entering into his face. Oh, there's that pretty complexion and the process. So I don't know how long the process was, but all I know is the boy sent up. Maybe they was watching it and just right. Maybe if you was if you had a, 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 a up close view of what was taking place, you could just see that that poor that poor dead dead dull complexion. I'm I promise you, they probably didn't have makeup like they do nowadays. Make love, makeup and purple lights shining down, making you look all pretty. You know, no, and that they, they you know they didn't have none of that. So there, they saw the color re-enter that boy's face, and maybe in that. In in that woman's mind, she was thinking, oh, oh, what's happening here? Oh, what's going on? And all of a sudden, that life giver was standing right next to her son in that casket, and there he set up. Well, this don't look like McDonald's. This don't look like home. This don't look like where I was. This don't look like suffering. <laughs> this don't look like pain. Oh, just imagine he, he died in, in pain in a room. But he woke up in a coffin with victory and with Jesus by his side. Oh, you may have died. You, your, your dreams may have died in defeat. But they're waking next to victory. Your, your dreams may have died around something that was painful. But right in the middle of victory... And and right beside of the life giver, you can receive power and hope. Just imagine what he thought. Mm. Just imagine what we, we thought. Just imagine what he thought right there as he looked around. What are you all crying for? What's going on? Who are you? You know, some of us, if we had a funeral, would be like, do I know you? Well, I'm your second cousin. You know, on 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 uh, whatever. I was like, I haven't seen you since. I ain't seen you since I was five. We used to play. And you know, you know, you, you know. Imagine if we went to our own funeral, we'd see a lot of people we ain't seen in a while. Ain't that true? Because <laughs> people they won't visit you when you're alive. They visit when you're dead. My dad always said, if you can't bring me flowers when I'm alive, don't bring them to me when I'm dead. My, my, uh, my uh, uncle used to say, just throw me over the hill, you know, just put me in the river, you know. 
just told me because it don't really matter to him, you know. But you know, imagine he looked around and he saw people that was unfamiliar and all this. Where was he at? Oh, because when the life giver speaks, it changes everything. Let's all stand. Two groups was in this place. One was full of the promises of God. It was full of hope. It was full of life that would bring the destinies to each and every individual. The child in this story can be anything in your life that you believe is gone and dead. It's no accident that the Lord was on that street that day. And it's no accident that God is on your street today. God showed up down here on Estill Avenue to say, stop crying. Get up. Imagine getting that boy out of the casket. He might say, get me out of here. Get me out of this coffin. I'm done with this. And they lowered the coffin down. And they pulled that boy off out of there. Dusted him off. They took them old grave clothes off of him. There was a change of music. Imagine that. You know. There wouldn't be no soft, you know, crying music. Oh. Some going on in the graveyard like you ain't never seen. Saints are coming up from the ground. Can't you hear them sing? My dad always used to sing it. Can't you hear them scream? But there was a new song, a song of rejoicing. Jesus wants to touch what's wrong in your life. Because there's life in his touch. Jesus wants to, to take what is dead in your life and, re, and revive it. Jesus wants to give you a new song in the midst of sorrow. Jesus wants to give you peace. And yes, the grave digger has already dug the grave. But now... There's nobody. Imagine that. Fill that thing back up. Ain't nobody. The undertaker, you know, had already been paid and to the services. They were no longer needed. You know, some of their money needed to be returned, you know. We want our money back. You didn't do nothing. The mourners... They had to, you know, they had to change their occupation. They were paid to weep. We're like, you know, well, since we're here, we already got paid. Let's start singing something, something different. Death had been denied by one word. One word that was spoken. Jesus gave life. And right here, the giver of life is here.
don't give up on what God has for you. You may feel like you've gone too far. You put too many nails in your coffin. You'll never be able to get out. You're bound for the grave. We're right here in this place. As we raise our hands. God, the giver of life, wants to speak those words. Let it raise up. Arise. Arise from that. Let life come. Let the, the, the death be reversed in your life. Let God move and minister. Like only He can do. Let's pray. God, in the name of Jesus, I pray today. God, that you move, Lord, upon everyone under the sound of my voice, God. And just as this boy got up, you got up on the third day. Oh, and you rose to bring, with the keys of death and hell and to bring life to each and every individual. Oh, I pray right now, everyone of the sound of my voice, that's almost giving up, almost just burying their dreams, their hopes, and their callings and what you have for them. I'm praying today that our church, God, Lord, would feel, Lord, the power of your hands and the power of life and the power over death. Oh, hell and the grave would touch them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, I pray today for our church, God. Lord Jesus, that you would move, God. Oh, God, in the graveyard. Oh, turn graves in the gardens today. Move in our lives. Give hope to hopeless situations. Lord, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, let's find us a place to pray today. In Jesus' name.